St. Luke this morning, chapter number 13. To be very familiar, I'm certainly back today. And I desire you prayers. God bless him. Help him more. Luke chapter number 13. Bless him more. And begin reading down about verse number 31. Word of God says, the same day there came un, came certain of the Pharisees, saying unto him, Get thee out, and depart hence, for Herod will kill thee. And he said unto them, Go ye, and tell that fox, Behold, I cast out devils, and I do cures today and tomorrow, and the third day I shall be perfected. Nevertheless, I must walk today and tomorrow, and the day following, for it cannot be that a prophet perish out of Jerusalem. <coughs> o Jerusalem, Jerusalem, which killest the prophets, and stonest them that are sent unto thee, how oft would I have gathered thy children together, as a hen doth gather her brood under her wings, and ye would not. Behold, your house is left unto you desolate, Verily I say unto you, you shall not see me until the time come when you shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Amen. That's all that we want to read in the beginning here. As we said, I know that this is very familiar scripture to Bless you. Bless Lord. Just about everybody in the house today. This is uh, what settled on our heart back days ago. And God bless him. I don't him. know anything else today and wouldn't want to do anything the Lord wouldn't have us to. But I could uh, ponder and I don't know how other men are and how things work with them. I would expect it's pretty similar. Uh, we're all out of the same dust of the earth. We've all got a flesh. And, yes. You know, there's that part that would maybe look or try to think on something else or. I, I tell you how my mind is, a lot of times there'll be other verses and other messages that's been used and uh, feel that the Lord helped and moved in that and the mind will say, well, you weren't there at that place and they won't know that you've God used this you. before or preached that before or thought that before. And I'll just tell you this morning, I don't ever have ever felt like we as much of anything in this life, and especially when it comes to standing here, I've had the honor and the privilege to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus our Lord and hear the gospel preached in yeah. my lifetime. Yeah. And thank God that He loved me enough to let me and to, to draw me to a place that I could hear that. Yeah. I know what it's like to uh, be born to church and to uh, have a uh, I guess you'd say a mindset to be faithful to that, to make sure that I don't miss service and to be there so it couldn't be said that I was one that would lay out of church for anything. But I tell you, I can't even stand here today and tell you that I've been perfect in that. But thank God there's only, and it ain't to my glory, but there's only been a very few times that I've ever blatantly just laid out of church. I don't know that... It's more than just two or three times because there's a fear in my heart of even 
doing that and you say, well, that's just a natural thing. Well, I don't believe that because if that was only uh, from what mom and dad or uh, somebody down at the church, the Sunday school teachers or other folks had said, you know, I could, I could convince myself that that wasn't true. Yeah. And I tried to at times to convince myself that things that I would hear or things that would be preached, I'd try to convince myself that those things weren't true. But you know that God that lives on the inside. Right. He always bears witness with the truth. Yes. Always. Yes. Never does He ever leave us wondering when the Word of God truly comes. I believe that the Word of God, the Spirit of God, that God bears witness yes. with Himself, the truth Amen. to the Word of God. And so uh, as we look here today, as you Bless pray, you. want to be, uh, uh, be just as brief as the Lord had led us to today. I wouldn't want to... Uh, I tell you, if you know me any at all, and most of you never even knew me when I was a little boy. I was as scared and backward of people and would try and run and hide. And then... As got older, you know, we'd try still just to be uh, hid away and then we'd get nervous and find ourselves a lot of times just rambling on and I wouldn't ever want to do that in the pulpit. That's one thing when you're around people's houses or when you're out in public, but when we're in this place right here, whether you're in the pulpit, whether you're in the pew, whether you're in the very back or you're on the side or you're in the front, we're in the altar, we're here singing, we're whatever that friend that we're doing, there needs to be no ramblings of the mouth of man and the, uh, the flesh, but we need to be yielded. Paul said, if I would sing, I'd sing in the Spirit and with understanding. Yeah. If we're going to tell Testify, it ought to be in the Spirit and with understanding. If we're going to do anything to the glory of God, it will be uh, through the Spirit of God and by the power of God, the Holy Ghost of God Himself speaking from within and being that witness that you've heard about this morning, that one that would testify. Uh, he said, I've got a greater witness than that of man. Yeah. It's one thing for me to tell somebody that Jesus is a Savior that can change their life, but for God to say that yeah. to them Himself and prove that to themselves. I would say today that these people sitting here today that is amazed at the difference that God made in your own very life. And you wouldn't have to look beyond yourself yeah. to be amazed at what God has done in your own life. I tell you, I see it sometimes amazed, friend, what God has brought about in my life. And I think, by what a God that has saved me and bore me into His kingdom and gave me the opportunity to be a part of His church and made me a part of His church. But He said here today, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, He said, which killest the prophets and stonest them that are sent unto thee. How often would I have gathered thy children together as a hen doth gather her brood under her wings and ye would not. He said, I would have. That's Jesus talking. Right. I would have. How oft? Not just once. Yeah. Do we see that? The Lord says, how oft I would have. Right. I would have. He what that tells me it was His desire to do so. I would have. I would have gathered you together. I would have gathered, but ye would not. Friend, would that be what would be said of us today? 
that is oftentimes as the Lord has sought to gather us, as oftentimes as the Lord would desire to keep His protection upon our life and to keep the power of God present in mind in your life. And you know what, friend, that hen would do when she would spread her wings over them? She would protect them from the enemy. She would protect them from that that would harm them. God saying, the Lord said, I would. How oft I would have protected you and kept you and you would not. All through the Word of God, friend, we find that the Old Testament and the New Testament, God saying these words, I called and you would not answer. Yes. I rose up early and I sent prophets. Yes. I rose up early and I sent my Word unto you and you would not. Right. Yes. Do we see a past tense in this? The Lord said this, I would have. Yes. How oft I would have. Yes. But ye would not. Therefore, he said, I would have brought them. He said, I would have brought you. I would have gathered. I would have. But ye would not. Mm -hmm. God help you. Does that describe us today? God help you. Much of the time. Does it? I'm afraid, friend, today, if we really are going to see what the Lord is saying to us and really take God at His Word, I believe we'd have to say that there is less effect of the Word of God in most people's lives today. I'm not here to throw stones at nobody. I'm not saying you are and you ain't and this one is and that and ain't. That's between you and God, friend, today. But I believe that we would have to say that of a truth, the power of God is missing in its greatness that we've known in days past. God help you. The drawing power of God. The influence of the Word of God in our life is being resisted. He said, I would have, but ye would not. I would have, but ye would not. Friend, God said, Jesus told them, I would have, but ye would not. At this point, I don't know how many days and months and years that he's been walking the face of the earth at this exact point, but I tell you, friend, he'd already spoken many words. He'd already done many miracles. Yeah. He had already opened the Word of God to them time and time and time again. And you know what, friend? They would reject it and they would push it away. And I believe that it still happens even in our land today, right? He said, oh, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Who's he talking to? He ain't talking to a city. He's not talking to buildings. When he told them that if they tore that temple down in three days, he'd rebuild it. He wasn't talking about the temple there in Jerusalem where they were worshiping at. He was talking about that body that would be crucified, buried, and would be arose on the third and appointed morning as it was written of him in the scripture. He had proved again and again, friend. He's told them the word of God. And they would not hear. Refused. God bless you. Refused. We find that there were disciples who walked with Him from the day that He said, Come, follow Me. We find that there were men that walked with Him and stayed with Him. But I find that there were other 70. A friend for a little while, they 
tarried for a little while. They enjoyed it for a little while. They accepted it. But when He said, Except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part in me. He said, they said there that day, that they said, This is a hard saying. Who can hear it? And wouldn't walk with Him anymore. It's amazing how much we love the Lord until it begins to really constrict our life and constrain our life and constrain what we want to do and what we desire to do. And then, friend, we begin to reject that. We begin to reject that. Oh, I believe the Word that He's a Savior. I believe the Word that He's a Keeper. But what about the Word that said, Come ye out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. How about that? Well, now, I don't know that that's so much the Word of God. You know what that is? That is rejecting and pulling away from the brood that He was there saying, as a hen would cover her brood, those wings I would have gathered you, but you don't want that. God help Him. You don't want that. Why not? Why would we not want the Word of God? Why would we not want the protection on our life? Now, I'm not going to tell you, friend, today that because we would come and just totally give ourselves to the Lord. Friend, I'm not a health and wealth believer. I don't believe that at all. It don't line up with the Word of God. If that was the case, why was the rich man lifting his eyes in hell and the beggar, the one that the angels carried into Abraham's bosom? Lazarus lay there to stay daily sores all over him begging for crumbs. That don't line up with a health and well. We like a health and well. We'd say we don't believe those men. But I tell you, friend, when the Lord begins to preach the health of our salvation, the health of our soul, God bless you. the protection, and the, what it takes to be able to walk with God. Yeah. Would you want to walk with Him? Tell it, Brian. Would we want to walk with the Lord? I hear them sing a song. They'll play it on the radio over and out again. I'm not splitting hairs, but they'll play this song, Walk with me, walk with me, precious Jesus. That sounds good. But there's an easy way that we can say the Lord walks with us is because we walk with Him. If we want God to walk with us, friend, it ain't that He's going to follow along with me. It ain't that He's why He said He'd never leave me, never forsake me. I'll agree with that. But I tell you, friend, if we want the presence and the power of God in our lives, we'll have to quit resisting the Word of God. Yes. God help Him. We'll have to quit resisting the presence of God. The presence of the Spirit. We'll have to quit resisting what is our health and our life and friend, quit desiring those things that will not satisfy. Amen. God bless you. The Bible said this, that there was pleasure in sin for a season. Yes. Why, this ain't bothering me. This ain't bothering me. Oh, well, no, no, it ain't bothering you. Then why am I having to convince myself that it ain't bothering me? Why is it when the Word of God gets preached and it begins to reveal that those things in my life are the things that are keeping me from having a true walk with God? Why, friend, do I begin to resist that? Why do I rise up in opposition to that? If it ain't the truth, why does it cut? That's what the truth does. The truth cuts. God bless him. It does. 
But I tell you, friend, when I'll just admit that's the truth. God bless him. And I'll say, Lord, that's exactly right. Yes. Yes, Lord, you are right. People want to know today who's right in our land. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you exactly who's right. The same one that's always been right and the only one that ever has been right. The Lord Himself, the Word of God, the Spirit that bears witness with the truth. How oft I would have. I would have gathered. Do you think that was just, again, is that just one time? Mm -mm. Is that just one service? Is that just on Sunday morning? Apparently it is for some folks because that's the only gathering that happens in their life. It's on Sunday. And you know what? The whole rest of what is called the Lord's Day becomes their own day. That's right. You take my day, the Lord said, and you use it to exact your own pleasures. What is this day about to you? Is this day about being able to get out of here in a little while and enjoy the things of the world and the things that the flesh enjoys and be able to take of that? And if it doesn't overrun where I can't come back on Sunday night, I'm allowed to do these things. God help him. Friend, I tell you, it ain't about this flesh. This day itself is a day set aside to be the Lord's day. Not the Lord's morning. Not the Lord's morning and evening. Not the Lord's two or three hours of the morning. And then uh, maybe an hour or so on the night. This is called the Lord's day. God bless Him. What are we using this day for? What will be the course? I don't, you don't have to answer to me. You don't have to tell me a thing. You just, between you and God, I know God can stir up your pure mind by way of remembrance. What's your Sundays consist of? God bless is you. it a day of worshiping God? Or is it a day of I go to church for a little while and then we go and we do all manner of other things and then maybe come back again? Or are we really giving this day wholly to the Lord? I ain't throwing rocks at you. I've been guilty. I've had him pin me down over that. And you know what, friend? I'll find myself for a little while and I'll say, Lord, that's right. And then, boy, it ain't just no time. You know what I'll find this thing right here wanting to do? It'll want to try and go back. It'll want to go back. You know what he talked about in his word about a perpetual backsliding? What's he mean by that? Continually. The Lord will draw us and we'll go back. God bless him. The Lord will bring... You know what, people? When we get in real need, we're ready to do business with the Lord. Yeah, that's right. And as soon as that's taken care of, you know what we are? We're right on our merry way. That's right. I want to let us in on a, not really a secret, but something that we overlook. Do you know we need the Lord all the time? That's right. You tell me when you don't need Him. I've heard people say, oh, Daniel prayed when there wasn't no need to pray. That's not accurate. (laughs) No, it's not. Oh, there's a need to pray. Why did he need to pray? Because he is in a foreign land. That wasn't where he was intended to be. He was intended to be back over there in the land of promise. He's intended to be back over there where he could worship in that temple. Why was his window open toward Jerusalem? 
Amen. You remember what Solomon That's right. asked of the Lord? Yeah. Lord, if they will but if they get carried away into a foreign land, if they will but look toward this place and pray, will you hear? God said, I will. Yes. Amazing, the people living right there in Jerusalem were in degradation. We're in sorrow. We're in punishment. And Daniel, off in a foreign land, is closer to God than they are. True. He's the one that's worshiping God. You don't know that. Well, sure I do. The Bible plainly said that they said there's no way we're going to find anything against Daniel except concerning him and his God. Yes. Even them people that didn't know God knew this man, there's a difference about him. Yeah. Why don't he just join leagues with us? Can you? No. Can you? Can't do it. I'll tell you, friend, if you can join league with the world and feel right at home and fit right in, you're not under the wing of the Savior. Amen. That's right. God bless him. I believe he's calling. He said, I have. Oft, oft I would have. You know what he's saying? I would have. If you would have just let me, I would have. But you would not. You would not. You can't, Daniel didn't say, Lord, it's your fault we're down here. He didn't say, Lord, you owe me a favor. Because I'm down in this den of lines all the way down here. I didn't get to stay. Why did other people get to stay up there? Why did I have to be brought down here? Why do I have to be put to the test? I'll tell you why, friend. Because God was proven to him and everybody around and all them down there, Nebuchadnezzar, Belshazzar, Darius, every one of them, God was proven to him, I am God. Mm -hmm. And I will keep my word. Did he keep his word? Yes, sir. He always does. Daniel? Daniel, now you're God that you serve continually. He's able to keep you. Don't you worry about it, Daniel. He's able. That was the king's word. And yet the king paces the floor all night. He won't allow the music to be brought in. And when it breaks daylight, it's the king running down to the den. And crying out. He didn't say, Daniel, talk to me. I know you're there. I know God kept you. He said, Daniel is your God whom you serve what? Continually. Continually. Is he able to deliver? Amen. And Daniel says, O king, live forever. He kept his word. Yeah. He kept his word. Why? Daniel, I believe I hadn't read it in a little while, but I believe Daniel says pretty much this. He said, Because innocency was found in me before my God. Yes. You know what? He didn't even falsely accuse God. Can you say that today? Can I say that today? When trouble and affliction come our way, have we told God that it ain't fire that I'm going through this? It ain't fire that I'm facing this. This ain't right. Look at all these others who I'm better than. And they're not suffering. Tell it. Because what makes you think you're better than they are? Who maketh you to differ? You've got a flesh just like everybody else has got. 
And I'm going to tell you, friend, you can do like the elder son and stand outside and say, I'm not going in to worship. I don't care if that brother of mine has come back and he's restored. I'm not going in. I've been perfect. And nothing was ever done for me. I'm going to tell you right now, you may not want to admit it, but that's the flesh and that's the nature that rises up in our mind. We'll try to ask why it is that we're going through this. God's saying, I'll keep you. I would. I would. If I ain't, you know why? It ain't God's fault. You reckon, I don't know, I haven't thought about this at all. I don't know much about them, but I, I do know this. I know that chickens go through this period and feathers start falling out. Things like that start happening, friend. Eggs don't get laid. I want you to know this. There is not one iota of God changed from the very beginning till today. True. He is able today to keep you just as able as He was to keep them. Right. When Israel would walk with God, did He not have His protection upon them? So there's a reason to serve the Lord, right? Is that a reason to serve the Lord? I'm going to tell you, friend, David, or Daniel, excuse me, his reason to serve the Lord wasn't how well it was going for him in his life. That's right. It's because he was his God and he loved him. And I'll say this, friend, it's because there was a covenant between him and God. Mm. Who made the covenant? God did. Yes. God made the covenant. You say, well, the covenant was with Solomon. No, the covenant wasn't with Solomon. The covenant was with God and His people. He said, I will. If my people, I will. If they will, I will. Mm -hmm. If they will come, if they will come, if they will pray, I will hear. If they will, if they will confess, I'll forgive. Yes. I'm faithful and just to forgive sin. They said over oh, our Christ one day. Who is this man that forgives sin? There's no man can forgive sin but God. Yes. That's exactly right. It was God standing there saying, I forgive. Yes. He was God manifested in the flesh. Yes. He is the Word manifested in the flesh. He came that He might friend, give them the facts of the Word of God and the truth of the Word of God God and prove to them that God is a God of His Word. Amen. But you know what they would do? God would prove Himself. And you know what they'd do? They'd build an altar to another God. God would prove Himself. They'd take and build groves to another God. Solomon, this very one that we mentioned, in the Word of God that the Lord said unto David, He said, David, you'll not build a house for me. He said, your son Solomon shall build it in my stead. Do you know, friend, that there were children, there were male children, there were sons of David that were older than Solomon? But God said, this is the one who shall be king in thy stead. For I have chosen him to be king. Yes. And you know what David tells Solomon one day? He said, Solomon, you ask wisdom of God. Mm -hmm. Why did David tell that to him? Because you know why? Because David had done the same thing himself. You say, I don't read where David got to ask God to give him wisdom and understanding. What do you think Lord. David was praying for when he said, Lord, shall I go up against this enemy? Sure. Or shall I, shall I pursue or shall I stay? Shall I go this way or shall I go that way? You know what? He lacked understanding and he asked the Lord. Yes. 
And every time he followed the leadership of the Lord, you know what he found? He was under the Lord's wings. God bless you. Every time. Every time. Bless him, Lord. The Lord said, David, I'll gather you. And David said, Lord, gather me. You say, that ain't accurate. That ain't. I tell you, friend, that's exactly what was being said. The Lord saying, David, I'm going to preserve you. I'm going to preserve your family. I'm going to preserve you on the throne. God bless him. Keep on him the on. throne. They'll not fail to be one of thy seed on the throne. Mm -hmm. You say, well, that finally come to an end. Oh, no, friend. Still going on. Oh, that's right. I want you to know that the Lamb of God, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, the righteous, came through the yes, lineage of David. Yes. But David, I tell you, he was before David. Yes, he was. Now you say John was the one who said that he was before me and he was preferred before me. He's coming after me, but he was before me. Well, I'll tell you, David said pretty much the same thing. Seed in the offspring. I tell you, friend, Amen. David God knew what you. it was like now, David said it like this in one place, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. But he, did, he may have not have written it exactly like this, but I believe David could have also said, The Lord is my protector. If we want to think about it that way, He is my hand under whose wings I can take resort. Yeah. That I can hide. When he said, Thou wilt hide me in thy pavilion. Do you think he's talking about the same thing as the Lord saying, I would have took you yes. under my wings and kept you? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. God but this you. very same Solomon. Bless him, Lord. This very same Solomon. Yes. Who had wisdom like no man before him or like no man after him. David said, Solomon, ask wisdom of God mm -hmm. and he did and God gave it yes and God said I will if he will keep my commandments if he will walk in all my ways then I will establish it he'll be I will be his God and he will be my son I believe that's saying it like it was written is that not what, what the, was it not mm -hmm. that God said first I will be his God and he will be my child, my son. I like that God always lets us know up front. It's him. It's him. Amen. But Solomon, who built this temple, and who followed after the instruction, we might say of his father David, but it was the instruction of God. God gave the floor plan for that. Yes, He did. God told them how it was to be built. God told them exactly what they had to use and where it went and every aspect of it. But you know what I find reading there today in that? I find that it was about, what, seven years in the building of that? Mm -hmm. And you know what I find just right after that? And Solomon was 13 years in building his own home. So what does that mean? I believe that's saying that we're spending more time for this man sure. than for the things that be of God. Mm -hmm. Well, we don't, have, we, we don't do anything with that. God built that. Well, I tell you, friend, He said there was no other foundation laid than that which is laid. And He said for you and I to take heed how we build our own. Yes. For every man's work will be tried. Every man's work. Bless Him, Lord. 
I tell you, friend, what's, it, what's found of us when the Lord begins to try our works? When He begins to try what we're building on this foundation that we say we're on. I don't doubt that you are. But He said, I would have gathered you. But you know what happened to this same Solomon who prayed and the glory of God filled yes, the house? Yes. He, I tell you, people marveled at Him. They would come in we find as a queen one day came and she tried him with many hard questions. Yeah. And he answered them all. And you know what she had to say? Mm-hmm. You know this. She said, the height has not been Amen. told. It was said of him. They said, why just as I watch your men come in and out in the way that they yes. do and the way that they behave themselves in the manner of them that go in and out around here, even that in itself is marvelous. Amen. Let me ask you this. You can say this is as little and carnal as you want to, but I wonder if they notice a difference of the people that's walking in and out of this building. Yeah. Is there something about the people that walk in and out of this building that speaks to everybody else going up and down the road? Is there something about those that would come in this place that stands out? What made them stand out? Yeah. I'll tell you what will make us stand out, friend, is the witness of God on our lives. The power of God. The Spirit of God. I'm going to tell you, friend, I don't mean this disrespectfully, but you just look like folks of any other place. Sure. I go to other churches. I ain't ain't being smart. I see young and I see old. I see some people well-dressed. I see some casual-dressed. I see some come in, and I tell you, friend, they're just about, their head is just about. I tell you, friend, it looks like it's so big it won't even go in the door. And then there are those that will just humbly come in, sit down and take their place. And I tell you, just waiting and hopeful anticipation and not just anticipation, but outright expectation of the Lord feeding them. Amen. Is that how you've come all week? God bless them. Have you come all week expecting that God's going to set you a plate that you could eat from? Mm-mm. Have you come in expectation of that? God bless you. Well, I just come in and I sit down and I wait to see what's happening. I'm going to see who sings. I'm going to see if those songs are songs that I like or not. I'm going to see if the people I want to hear sing gets up. I'll see if that's that preacher if I like to hear if he gets up. I'll see what he preaches and if it sounds good enough and it lines up with what I want to take, then I'll take that. I'll tell you, friend, when it's the Word of God coming from God, we better take it. Yeah. We better take it. I'm not saying that smartly. I'm not saying that's what's happening right here. I'm just saying if it's God, we need to receive it. Yes. And receive it all. Yes. I think about those disciples. I read and you may think that it has no bearing on anything, but I want you to know this, friend, today. Your receptance or your rejection of the Word of God, your acceptance or your rejection of the Word of God has a great influence of what this place is. Right. Tell it, Brian. Now, I'm not saying the building. No. I'm talking about the church, the people of God. I'm talking about the members here. I don't believe it has any effect. Well, you may think this is splitting hairs, but I remember one day. 
the Lord had some people who had followed Him. You know what they were coming to do? First, they were coming to hear what He had to say. But then He said, I have compassion on these people. They're as sheep having no shepherd. Yeah. I'm not going to send them into the wilderness that they'd faint in the way. Let's feed them. Yeah. What have we got? Nobody's got nothing. Don't look like And then, you know this. You know this very well. I could shut up right now and one of you, the, from the least back to the eldest, and already could stand up and say, there was a little boy there. He had five loaves and two small fish. And you know what they said about that? What is that among so many? And you know what the Lord said? No discouragement in him. He said, make them sit down. They said, we ain't got enough here to even feed one. What's this among so many? Just sit there. The Lord said, make them sit down. And when they sat down, and I, I, I understand what people mean when they say this. They'll talk about pray for this preacher while he comes up to break the bread of life. He's not breaking the bread of life. No, friend, Christ gave Himself. Who break the bread that day? It's the Lord. He took it, He blessed it, and He break it. And I'll say this, I'll submit this to us. You say those Romans crucified Him. You say the Jews crucified Him. I say He gave His own life. He did. Bruised Himself. Gave Himself. And I tell you, friend, is still today gladly giving Himself to anyone that will eat thereof. He handed it to them disciples. You know what those men did? You know. They started going amongst the crowd and they're yeah. just handing out. And they're handing out. And they're handing out. And the Bible said that there were 5,000 men fed that day. They were all filled. Yes. Filled. All of them, not counting the women and children. And you know what happened? The Bible said there was 12 baskets of fragments taken up. Yeah. You say it's just uh, taking it literally however you want to. There was a basket for each one of them disciples walking out and handing to those people. But they had to get it from the Lord before they gave it to the people yeah. and let them eat before they got the baskets of fragments. Right. You remember just a little while later? Now there's only four men, 4,000 men, not counting women and children. Yeah. And you know what's the same thing happens? Them very same disciples are doubting what can happen. And when He feeds them, there are seven loaves, excuse me, five loaves. The first time there was seven loaves and two small fish. The second time, there is way less people there's more bread. There's five loaves, uh, uh, seven loaves, more bread, and a few small fishes. I'd say a few is more than two. Those 4,000 were fed, and you know what was taken up after that? It wasn't 12 baskets. No, it was seven. Don't think that unbelief will not affect the Word of God in your life. God bless him. Don't think that unbelief and rejection of the Word of God won't affect the church. Don't think that it won't affect your lives. Don't think it won't affect what happens down the road. Help him, Lord. I pass by churches today that are shut down and the buildings are rotting down. You know what happened? A little falling away. Yes. A little falling away. Yes. A little falling away. And we just sit back and say, you know, we hear it said today, well, 
Bible said there'd come a day of a great falling away, and I guess we're in it. You know, I wouldn't doubt they were saying that a hundred years ago sure as they, they watched it begin to decline and begin to decline. You know what our problem is? We are unwilling to admit that we don't want to receive the Word of God. God bless you. I'll say this and then in closing. Bless him, Lord. Is there a result and evidence in your life of the preaching of just this week? God bless him. You know, I don't know. Y'all could tell me better than I can. All I know is this. To the best of my recollection, I've been able to get to visit at practically every jubilee that's been had here. And the last, from the first one to these uh, down consecutively. Not every night of every single one, but have been able to get to sit. And I tell you, here's some glorious preaching. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, see the church respond to that and move to that. You say, I don't know so much about that. Well, I'll tell you, Moses said this. I, this come to our heart this morning as we the pondering on these scriptures and these thoughts as the Lord was turning. I, you know, he said through Moses, I believe it's in the book of Deuteronomy, he said these, this three times. I call heaven and earth to record against you this day. Heaven knows what went on here in years past. And I believe these records that could be listened. Now, I'm not talking about a record. I believe there's been recordings made of every service. It was the gospel then. Is it not the gospel to us today? Tell it. God bless you. Oh, it was what we needed then. Is it not what we need today? Amen. Oh, it moved us then. If it wasn't shut off, and I don't figure it was, I believe we'd hear people testifying. Thank God for sending that word that I stood in need of. Yeah. Well, I don't need it no more. I don't need that message anymore. I don't need that particular. So in all of heaven, and the God of heaven and earth, the God who knows all mankind, the God whose storehouse cannot be exhausted, ain't able to bring something to you that you need anymore. Mm. Lord help me. I ain't stood in need of none of that. There ain't been nothing shown to me I need to be repenting of. God help us. You know what that says? That means I'm walking right there, right in God's will. I'm just as equal to God now. I'm right there. Are we? Would we say today that we have no need of nothing? Mm. The Lord said that. Yeah. Probably one of the most famous. I, I don't know. I, I hear people want to say, well, that's an age that we're in right now. I believe he's writing to the churches in that day. Amen. And I believe that's the way that the word of God is. It still fits today. Amen. You know why? Because it's still mankind that it was sent to. That's right. And we can say what we want to about all the changes we're seeing. Mankind is still just like mankind has always been. Amen. The truth. What has been will be. There's nothing new under the sun. No. Well, how could Israel, after he took them into a land flow with milk and honey, how could they start worshiping the gods in that land? How do you do it? Tell it. How can you do that? 
After you say God saved you and brought you out of that, and there's more joy in serving the Lord than the world can offer. And then weeks or months later, we're enjoying the things of the world. God bless Him. And we're, you know what, friend? The sad thing is we're bragging about it to everybody. We've got more to talk about the things of the world today the than we do the joy and the power of God. That's the truth. We can tell more about walking with other folks and what we've done with other people. We can tell that more than we can about walking with God. You know why? It's because when He would have, we wouldn't. Because when He would have, I wouldn't. I've been there. I've been there. He would have and I would not. But I tell you, I'm glad He's merciful. Mm-mm. That again, He'd say, would you come? Would you let me? Would you let me make your life more joyful? It's amazing. We're supposed to be the most joyful people on the face of the earth. And I hear more complaining around the house of God than I do anywhere else. Feel it. True. God bless Him. I know we're living in a world that ain't much pleasant. I live in the same one you do. I work amongst people like you work amongst. But I tell you what the Lord say, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. God bless him. How's my mind going to be stayed on him? Well, let me ask you this. When one of them little chicks, and I'm going to close, when that hen comes over and she puts them wings up over that little that little bitty or duty or baby chick, whatever you want to call it, what do you think that chick sees? Nothing but mama's wing. Mm-hmm. Maybe just a little bit of the surface down there, but they don't see what's out there. You know what they can do? As a matter of fact, friend, she don't even have... I don't... I don't I, I, it's been a long time since I've been around. But you know what, friend? I don't much so much see her running around like this, scooping one up, no. scooping another up. Oh no, my friend, she calls, she spread them wings, and what they do, they run. How long has it been, friend, since you ran at the calling and the bidding of the God Savior and ran to Him? Yeah. How long has it been? That's between you and the Lord. I tell you right now, it's been too many times. You say, well, did you run from Him? Well, I guess you could call it that. But there's a lot of times I'd sit right where I was at. You know what I want Him to do? I want Him to come to me. Come to me where I'm at. I'm going to stay right here. I'm not going nowhere. You want to stay in the world and then the Lord's going to protect you? You're going to stay in the things and the pleasures of the world and God's going to run over there and then just cover over you and hold you up? Keep you? Absolutely not. If we're going to have His protection, if we're going to know real joy, if we're going to escape that, we're going to run to Him. Would you run to Him today? That's our heart. I'll turn it and go to you, Greg. Got any impression on your heart? You come ahead.